0: I think it's really important that people start out playing safe. So we, so we want to. The first one. <laughs> we <laughs> want to start with. Obviously, it's <laughs> gonna be. The oh. girls are
1: still wearing the clothing, unfortunately.
0: A fantasy of mine is like a gay thing. <laughs> That's just hot to me.
1: This week, uh, we have a Tara topic. We're going to talk about a tar being. Tara topic. It's a Tara topic. <laughs>
0: okay, so... bitches, love you.
1: Wow. Tarra gets lost.
0: Welcome to Sex Uninterrupted with Tara and James. I'm Tara,
1: and I am James,
0: and we are your sexy swinging lifestyle hosts. We host our weekly show to empower you to explore your sexuality and learn more about consensual non-monogamy.
1: We made a decision that we did not want fit the societal norm when it came to relationships, dating, and fucking.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs>
1: That we inc- wanted to open things up. So that's just what we did. <laughs> Since 2013, we have explored consensual non-monogamy and have never looked back.
0: If you're looking for more after the show, be sure to get social with us. Our Instagram is sex.uninterrupted. And we share all kinds of advice and stories on our feed. You can also find us on Twitter at SXUninterrupted or Facebook by searching us up. And then the
2: smoke show. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: high five for that one i like that one a lot dude. anyways this week we are smoking an indica dominant thc strain from Tweed called Baker Street, which was actually left at our house.
0: (laughs) Yeah, thank you, unicorn.
1: Thank you. And we smoked it from our silicone penis bong, as usual. Uh, A review on Leafly shares Baker Street flower is one of Tweed's best strains. The scent is very much blueberry and juniper. Actually, I did get a smell of that juniper. Mm -hmm. It was really good. If you have juniper essential oils, the scent is nearly identical. Effects last between 1.5 hours and 2 hours. Uh, Not overly couched locked in small doses but like most indicas if you get a little heavier on the second or third hit overall five stars especially the burn white ash perfect aroma affects flavor flavor on all points
0: sounds like uh, well we smoked it all so it was pretty good <laughs> delicious it's gone now Uh, And it's pretty common for those in the non-monogamous community to lead a double life. Unfortunately, this type of alternative love is not yet accepted by mainstream society, and many times people run risk of losing their career, status, or even worse, their family.
1: This can be mentally draining and in some cases difficult to navigate, and that's why we brought two extraordinary guests onto our show today to discuss the ins and outs of leading a double life. They share some of the issues they have encountered, what life is like for them, and offer their advice for those in the same boat. On our show today, we are excited to give a warm welcome to two special guests. We first met them at Nadia Nollins' 2018 and have stayed close friends since then. They have been a part of the Lifestyle Podcast community and just released their 78th
0: Bonus episode? Yeah, they had a bonus one. Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Through their podcasts and during their travels, they educate others about life in non monogamy and are admirable role models. Please welcome Paige and Penn from Swinger Diaries onto the show.
2: Hi, guys. Hi, Hi there. Thank Hi. you for a nice introduction. So, I listened to your show, so I happen to know that while, uh, while James reads the introductions, it's really Tara that writes the introduction. So thank you, James. But mostly, thank you, Tara.
0: What sweet words. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Totally.
1: I give credit where credit is due. I just... I, I guess I just have he the... He has more
0: of the announcer voice, the MC <laughs> voice. He always gets asked to MC.
1: Yeah, every now and again. I don't mind. Yeah, it's great. So, um, how are you guys, first of all?
3: We're great.
2: We're doing great. It's been... Um, For listeners to our show, uh, we've been talking a little bit over the summertime that uh, Paige had a little bit of an issue for a little while where she was dealing with some health issues through the summertime, but we are past that now, and we're looking forward to a big fall and winter travel season. It's swinger season around here.
0: Oh, that sounds exciting. (laughs) When's your next trip?
3: So we're sneaking away for a quick desire trip in October, and then we're going back to desire in March and then we'll be in Miami with you all in May and then the probably Yeah, the yeah. podcast of Blues, and then probably in New in Orleans in July. That's the general schedule. Yeah,
2: we always we always sneak in a few extra trips. We've got, we got we got got a couple of uh we're actually headed up to Canada uh, just after um, just after Halloween. We got a great house party with some friends in Toronto who are friends of yours as well. They do the monogamish marriage blog. Oh, yeah, Hello, great so we're like Get in the plane and get up there. We can't miss
0: it. Oh, that's exciting. Coming up to Canada. Absolutely. <laughs> Braving the cold. <laughs> we just showed them what happened in Calgary recently. We got a blizzard. And so we had had a couple inches of snow come in. and <laughs> A few inches, a few
1: centimeters. However you want to we'll do it. Which one, yeah. whatever one you want. Um, <laughs> I guess.
2: We know that some of those Canadians know how to warm people up. So... We're going to a house party with some sexy friends. I think we'll be able to stay warm.
0: Yes.
1: That's awesome. So um, based upon my introduction, um, I did, I guess I kind of touched on who you guys were a little bit, Um, but do you guys want to give us a background on like how long you guys been together, how long you've been in the lifestyle, the same usual questions?
3: (laughs) Sure. Yeah. We have been together since we were in high school. We were high school sweethearts, went to prom together. Got married uh, at the end of our third year of college, graduated, started working, having babies. We have a large family of children, and we've been married for eight, 28. 28 years. Oh my gosh, we're old. Yeah. So we're old, and yeah. we are late 40s couple, and have been in the lifestyle about...
2: Eight years? 8 I years. hate to say it. It's bit, always... Everyone always says how long you've been in the lifestyle. That's part of it. The- the, the funny thing about it is there's no moment that you like get your swingers card. You just, it's sort of slowly, gradually, you kind of thought, well, I'm a little more open-minded. Well, maybe we tried that and, and then maybe you make you a swinger. No, we would never do that. We just are interested to know more about it. And so there's, there's never a single moment that you say, okay, well, we started here. But we, we got exposed to it about eight years ago.
0: Yeah. And you guys kind of accidentally fell into it.
3: Yeah, Desire was our start. <laughs> so we started going there just for the sexy environment, watching the sexy show, the live porn around the hot tub and in the disco and then the playroom and realized, well, maybe we could try a little bit. And then before you know it, we were crazy people traveling all the time.
2: Yeah, I think, um, you know, when, when we, everyone's got an origin story and we kind of talk about our origin story. I, I think... What makes what is our perspective, and it's the one that we give on our podcast, "Swing Your Diaries," and and we always felt like it represents a big part of the lifestyle. There's a big meat of the lifestyle. There are people kind of like us. They're in their 40s. They've been married for a long time. They have kids. They have a family. They go to church. They have you know a, a dog and a, and a mortgage. And and swinging isn't the lifestyle that it is for you. The way you live your life as young people, you've kind of grown up with it all. For us, it was never even an imagined idea. We came up, or, you know, we were exposed to it by surprise when we were looking to just be together in a sexy environment and we happened to Google and found this place called Desire and we were like, well, let's go there, it sounds kind of sexy, and, you know. And then we started looking at it and said, what? these people do what? Oh my God, no, no, we don't do that. And we were very resistant for a long time. So it took us a while to, to get comfortable with it. and. And we baby stepped in. It's why it's no simple moment of here's when you become a swinger. It's more like you get exposed to things and, and kind of like, I always think it's it's sort of like the the analogy of the frog in a pot of water. You, you There's no moment in which the frog boils to death. It's more like he just gets more and more acclimated to the idea of hey, this environment's not so crazy. It's not so wild. And mm-hmm. you you get kind of coaxed into it almost, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm.
0: That's a very <laughs> gruesome analogy. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of it before. I was like, imagine well, in a hot, I'm like, well, we'll hot tub. Frogs <laughs> 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 in a
1: hot
2: tub. It's technically hot tub. Great, great. Leave
1: it there. No, frogs in a hot tub. I'm done. I'm good. I'm, good. I'm set. I'm set. <laughs> uh so you guys have done 78 episodes of a show um and what is what is, what is your podcast generally yeah
0: well okay no I'm, I'm you're getting ahead so of course you slowly start to get used to lifestyle dip your toes in and then you guys are like let's start a podcast
3: that was him that was not me so he was a podcast listener just every kind of podcast not necessarily sexy podcasts. And then when we started dipping our toes in, he started trying to find lifestyle podcasts just to hear more people's opinion. And there weren't many out there. And there weren't any out there of people that were like us, long time married, lots of family, Catholic, you know, just doing this as a side hobby for fun. And so he was like, let's start a podcast. Let's try it. Let's just do one episode. Just one episode.
2: Yeah, it felt like we wanted to give a voice to people that had a similar background to us. And mm-hmm. for people who listen to your show now, as you know, there are 50 lifestyle podcasts out there. And, and frankly, our voice is duplicated. There are others who have the similar perspective than we. We don't have any magic. But at the time, what we heard out there didn't represent us well. And we felt like this, this was a common message that a lot of people would hear. So that's really why we started. Mm-hmm. And although when we started it, you know, we, we were very resistant to starting it for the number one reason and it's kind of what this show is a little about and that is that the number one reason we said, no, we will never podcast isn't because we didn't think we had good ideas or great information to tell people or that we didn't feel like we wanted to share with people. It was.
3: We didn't want people to find out who we were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were hiding. We
2: were like, I would never want anybody to recognize our voice and think that, and know it was us and yeah. find out the things we've been doing. Oh, that would be like, mind-blowing and disastrous. So we're, stay away from that. And so we, we resisted even doing the show for a long time because we did not want people to know who we were. Mm-hmm. Well, we still don't want people to know who we were, who we are, but we are more, we know how to manage it better now.
3: Yeah,
0: you've learned, definitely. You've,
1: yeah, you've gained a lot of tools over the experience that you guys have had to understand that there, some people kind of, in and what I like to say is that some people have to live a double life just due to maybe their job, their religion, their family orientation, just anything along those lines, if some people just feel like they have to, and that's okay. And that's another, that's one big thing that I kind of want to drive home with this whole episode, that having to live a double life is okay. Mm -hmm. We understand that some people have to, we've chosen not to, we've come out to our family, our friends, or the people around us. And so for us, it's always been that, you know, we're, we're going to share that for us. But if you have to stay behind closed doors that's completely okay as well
2: so you know have to is such an interesting word and and you know before this show we talked a little bit and i said to Paige, you know um are you jealous a little of uh james and, and tara i mean they they get to live the way we don't they they don't have to hide they don't have to worry that someone's going to find them they don't have to sneak around does that make you jealous and she said
3: well a little it it does make us a little jealous but this is all we've known so this Mm -hmm. is how we've grown into the lifestyle is that it's the sexy secret between the two of us and that is kind of fun too Mm -hmm. that it's just us and that we can jab each other and say things to each other in in group settings that nobody understands what I'm really saying but him and so that's kind of fun too yes I wish the lifestyle was more accepted in mainstream world and that everybody could talk about what they do in the bedroom and nobody would wince. But it, the world is not ready for that yet. Right. Yeah. So there, is, our- there
2: are some advantages and disadvantages to to what you say have to be you know in the closet or kept private. You know What's have to? Would, would, would the sky fall if somebody found out tomorrow? I mean, no, life's going to go on. Sun's still coming up tomorrow. But it would make life a whole lot less convenient for us. So, yeah have to is just a, you know, a function of that. But I know we're getting ahead of, of, uh, that top show. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. No, it, th- that's why we love the show. Cause it takes a mind of its own sometimes.
0: <laughs> so what, what do you guys think is the number one reason why people, um, why society makes it so that we have to keep our personal lives secret, like something like non-monogamy.
3: Yeah, and we talked about that when we were walking earlier today, and it's just like people aren't ready to talk about sex, their sex life, in public to other people. That's cool. It's a private thing. I mean, it's regarded always as a private thing. You don't go up to your friend at the grocery store and say, oh, how are you? Like, good morning. This bread's on sale. It's my favorite. I had anal sex last night. Like, you just don't talk about that stuff. And so...
2: Yeah, so there are certain topics that we can all talk about in company, and we all know what they are. You can talk about what you have for breakfast, and you can talk about uh, you know, what what uh, uh, shampoo you like. I mean, there's some things that are, that are not so private, but we have all, for hundreds of years, considered sex to be a very private thing. Mm-hmm. And so until sex stops being a private thing, then whether you like anal or what kind of vibrator you like, or if you're a swinger, are all topics that are equally taboo.
0: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like people want to talk more about those things, though. Like, yeah, and it's lifestyle women
3: that you get that confirmation from that you don't get in the vanilla world. Mm-hmm. And if I talk to my vanilla girlfriends about sex or about what we did in our bedroom, they blush, they stammer, they can't talk about it. It's, I mean, unless we're drinking and everybody's doing vodka shots, they're, that's just not something they're comfortable. With.
2: Right. And it's not a swing. It's just no. It's sex. just
3: between and eyes. Yeah, sex. right. Yeah, yeah right. they're that's just not comfortable that's, comfortable. that's a
2: titillating topic. Right, weird. and
1: extending yeah. it—if you extended it further to actually what you were doing—that's yeah. anyway, you know,
2: right. Yeah. And so anything that becomes a bit of a deviant, even I mean, sex itself is this topic. It's like ooh, super, super secret. But if it's anything that's different than the mainstream, like, like for example, like you said, uh, masturbation or. Anal sex, or or fantasies, or bondage, or you know, inviting other people in threesomes, whatever. Mm -hmm. Any of those topics are not just taboo because they're exciting and about sex. They are deviant, and therefore they're they're thought of as um, wrong. Yeah, Yeah. wrong. People have judgment about them. Mm -hmm. That's just just today's world. There's judgment.
0: Well, there, it used to be like that with the LGBTQ plus community too, right? Like nobody would talk about that stuff. Nobody would talk about if you had a daughter who was non-binary or a son who was bisexual. Um, even now it's still pretty taboo to talk about, but I'm seeing it happen more and more. Um, even in groups that I'm a part of, like parents are writing about how their, you know, adolescent kids are coming out as different genders and they're trying to learn more and it's just becoming more of a, a normal conversation. And I do think one day sex is going to be more of a normal conversation too. Well, I think it's starting healthy sex, intimate sex, not just porn. Consensual sex. As being what everybody knows is sex, right? Like,
1: well, and that goes to this whole, like (laughs) the shift, even in that to like, The fact that it is becoming more normalized because look at shows like you guys, you guys have been on the air for five years, you know, going on now. And so, and that's the thing. It's like, and it's not about the listeners. It's about sharing a message and
0: people are listening
1: and the people that are listening are taking your information and just loving it because you're providing again, that sort of niche people that have been married for very long periods of time and realizing maybe there's something else out there or people that have been in religious, um, relationships, um, you know where they feel like this is the one person that's going to be with me for the rest of my life and then potentially divorce or they're with that person and they're both like well maybe our religion doesn't align with this and that's okay too and just figuring out like what you like in life is like i think that's just this bonus that we all start to figure out that when we're in the lifestyle we start to realize i found like my community i found the people that i want to be around Mm-hmm. I found that like this whole lifestyle of people that are now my main friends back at home. Now my, the people that I hang around with and all of that stuff. So I find that it always is growing and yet there's still more people that are coming in. We met you guys last year, which was so amazing. And then the more podcasters that are coming in, it is normalizing the conversation more and more. and more.
3: Yeah. The fan mail that we get from our listeners that are like us, is one of the main reasons we keep podcasting Mm -hmm. because the, the emails that you get, you know, they tug at your heart. They make you feel so good about what message you're sending. They make your message makes them feel more normal and their message makes you feel more normal and it makes you proud to have this podcast that so many people are listening to, even if it's in the closet that they're listening to it they're still listening. Right. And you're
0: enriching different. their life, too. Yeah, yeah.
2: Really. we hear that all the time from people telling us, yes. you know, you've changed our life, and you've given me a new way. But one thing I think it's just a little unique about our voice, and it's the way that, that, that it seems to connect with the people who listen to us, is that our message isn't so much, hey, you know what, we've been married for 28 years, and it got a little stale, so we thought we'd get out and try something new. In fact, the, for us, it's not about even the community that we build. It's not even about the, the, um, the, the experiences that, that, you know, our bucket list things that I want to try or something. For us, the lifestyle is about our relationship and sharing adventures together, right? So, and that I think is very common with a lot of our listeners. They, that resonates with them like, yes, I, I have a totally secure relationship. I want to do things with the person I love the most. Let's adventure together. And this is an adventure for for couples. That's our that's our perspective.
3: Instead of him going to poker night and me going to book club, we're going together, right? To do something together to enrich our marriage and our relationship and our communication and so it's really about us.
0: It's the same with trips, like I would much rather go somewhere with him, like a lifestyle destination, than him go on a boys' trip and I go on a, a girls trip and spend that money. We'd rather spend it together and grow and learn and evolve um while well, exploring these things together.
1: Well, we've talked about this lots about having that solid, like even just getting into the lifestyle, having that solid foundation alone is one thing that we always have. We started out in the lifestyle. So we kind of were like the when we started out on a relationship, it was like, well, we're gonna explore this and go down that path. And so that's what we did. So I found that there's a lot of people out there that are like, you know, have found the lifestyle into their relationship, but there are younger people that have found it like right off the bat and just gone into it. So I love how there's different variations of how getting into it. And I love how each show, Um, out there I think offers that different perspective even though we are kind of talking about the same thing we get a different perspective of each and every single thing and I think that's what's great and I think in the next segment we're actually going to bring up a lot of these things that you guys have um, again like we talked about earlier having to live that double life and go down that path which is kind of interesting and I can't wait to hear your story so just going to cut to a quick commercial break and we'll be right back
0: this year at Nadia and 2019, we had an emotional moment when we were crowned king and queen of the event. NIN is one of our favorite events, and it was an honor to be involved and recognized in the community.
1: Next year, we will be returning to hand off our crowns, and we want you to join. Come to Nadia and with us July 8th to 12th, 2020, and see why we keep coming back every year. Plus, when you get tickets through us, we will send you a personal thank you email and add you to our NIN mailing list and help you prepare for NIN 2020. Visit sexuninterrupted.com naughty to book today. Isn't our audio sounding sexier than normal? Wondering why? It's thanks to our member-only community. We have a member-only Patreon account where we share all kinds of exclusive content and behind-the-scenes footage of ourselves.
0: It's the only platform where we share the more intimate side of ourselves and are so happy to have it. Membership starts at only $5 a month and gives you access to our sexy blog, never-before-seen travel photos, a chance to join in on our monthly live stream smoke show, and more.
1: Not only that, you are directly supporting us, which means we get to invest more into our biz and get things like a sexy new mics and hiring a videographer. Visit patreoncom sexinterrupted and choose a membership tier today. And we're back. <laughs> 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 okay so tara said i can bring it back in and she was waiting for the countdown and i didn't count down at all so cool. welcome back to the sex interrupted show with tara and james we have our lovely friends swinger diaries on the show today Paige and pen
0: hi guys Again. Oh yeah, there they are. We're still here. <laughs> we're still here.
1: <laughs> Just making sure. Um, so we're gonna get to our main topic of conversation today, which is leading a double life um, in non-monogamy, which can be a tricky thing because we uh,
0: we did, of- we did it for a bit, and it, there was times where I was posting things to like the wrong Instagram, and you know, getting super scared about that and. I was afraid that people were going to blackmail us. That was a huge concern for me. Actually, I don't know why, but it was. And it got to the point where we're like, "Hey, we're just gonna, we're gonna come out. Um, we have the ability to. We wanted to make um, what we do with Sue like a career. So obviously, our faces have to be out there, and we have to be okay with sharing that with people. And so-
2: well,
1: and that's also not glaze over the fact, sorry, um, that we did come out for a reason because we did lose two friends in the lifestyle. We had talked about this, um, our coming out story, um, earlier, um, this year, or last year, our show too, um, where we had come out because we had lost two friends in the lifestyle and their parents had gotten their phones and didn't really know that they were in the lifestyle and they had friends that were almost polyamorous. So it was, uh, for us, it was one of those shock, shocking factors that, because we do everything together, which kind of feels like the same as you guys, like, you know, we do everything together. So if we do go out, we're bound to go out together, (laughs) I think, um, because we do so many things together. So that's kind of one of the reasons why we did come out in the lifestyle.
0: And
2: So do you mind if we turn the tables for a second and ask you, because obviously we know the difference between those who are able to come out and those who are in the closet like we are. So when you came out, did you have any negative impact? we were all scared. Everyone was in the closet, scared to death of all the terrible, you know, fire that would rain down on us if we got exposed. No. What was your experience for coming out?
0: It, it got easier for us. Was there no. anything negative? No, uh, we did. We
1: did lose some friends. I like mean, that like was, they, but again, that kind of also goes to the point of they didn't align with what, you know, we were going with and the way we were going. And if they couldn't really accept us for this, it's kind of like they, they made that choice for us. It's not like we were going to leave this lifestyle because one of our friends told us that they want well, to be friends with us.
0: No, all of our friends knew from the beginning. It was more of our family that we we um, had to open up with, but it, it just was easier. We didn't have to like lie about where we were going anymore or, you know, we could share certain things about our business, which was nice because, you know, they're always wondering why we're working so hard. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it was it was a good experience for us. And so far, it's been a, a good experience too. Um, but sometimes I do wonder like, what it would be like to go back to having that little secret between us as well, because I did appreciate that. Yeah, it was kind of fun. Uh,
3: you have to take the positive of whatever experience you're having and really go on that. Yeah. So for us, the secret, because it has to say a secret, we have to enjoy that fact that we have this fun little secret between us and jab each other when we can.
2: There are advantages to having a secret. Right,
3: there are. And I think also for us, because we have children and our children are getting older, um, you know, in their 20s and their teen, high teens, that that is the biggest fear. It's not work. We would not lose our job. It's not um, our, our extended family so much. I don't really care. It's really... It's, it's, not,
2: it's not our friends. It's not our friends. Yeah. I they already think we're, we're a little crazy. Right, you get to a stage in life where you start saying,
3: you know what, I I don't
2: need anybody except the person I love. That's, that's fine. If everybody else wants to disappear, we'll go live on a private island. That'd be just fine. So I don't really need everyone else's approval. But, but there's one that we do... Not want their approval, but we do feel like it's important to protect their knowledge. Of, and yeah,
3: and that's the, the kids. Mm-hmm. So since we have, and since we have so many that are getting older, that is the biggest fear for us. And that is also part of being in the closet and sharing the secret. You got to watch your phones because you have KickApp or you have Wire app or all these new apps now that are coming out. And your kids grab your phone at your heart beats faster than anything you've mm-hmm. ever had happen. Even if they're just grabbing it and passing, like, what time is it? And an app comes up, you're in big trouble. Like, why do you have this app? And what is going on? And I have double Twitters. I'm sure a lot of people do. And you have sexy Twitter and vanilla Twitter and sexy Facebook and vanilla Facebook. And if your kids grab, get on your computer, or anything, you have to log out. You have to watch your phones. You, my phone is always on my person, always
2: because <laughs> my but, kids cannot. But, but philosophically, why? Why is that that you want to hide that so much? That you wouldn't wouldn't want them to know? That we can't let them know? What, well, what is it? Where I? What is it? But it,
0: it doesn't doing? change, you guys. Like yeah. I still feel that way. If we go to family dinner and my phone's up and like. Notifications start start coming up. (laughs) I'm like, oh, I I don't want them to see it, so I like turn my phone over, or like it's the same thing. Like I still get that anxiety when they flip through photos or something. Like, like, oh my
1: god, yeah, you don't don't... see my butthole. Well, that's the thing. Like you don't, (laughs) but you don't want people to see like the intimate parts. Like it's describing like you talked about. You don't have like I I think I feel like what you are describing is you don't have to just you don't have to justify your life to anybody. Like, your life choices, your life decisions, why would I have to justify that? Because the questions that come afterwards, which would be the negative ones, are negative, right? Like, and it's just like, well, what do you do at that well, it's point? more the
3: judgment. And
1: that's their lack of understanding of the reasons, the choices that you've made.
3: Right. And I think as you get older in life, because we're older than you guys, that you care less about what the general friend circle thinks of you. You lose the peripheral. We're not as involved in the church. We're not as involved in the PTA and the school functions and the dances. We've moved past that now, so that we've distanced ourselves from those circles because of our lifestyle choice. Because we don't want to get we don't that want close the judgment. To them yeah, we just we don't want that judgment yeah. if
2: it were to come out. Because it kind of back to the question I'm trying to ask you about, about the kids. I think. the the two main reasons why we hide it from the kids more than anything and everyone else is number one, we don't want them to be burdened with information about our sex life. I mean, honestly, I don't want to know what my parents like. I don't want to know about their sex life. I don't want to know my, you know, the guy at the conference room table at work, what his sex life is about and what he likes to, you know, wear women's underwear or he likes to, you know, get tied up. I don't want to know about your sex life, dude. So it's almost like, I'm doing you all a favor, a service, by saying, I'm going to give you a a cushion of insulation so you don't have to know my secrets and what it is I like in my sex life. So I think we do that for our children, number one, so that they don't have to be exposed. There's there's things that a child has a right not to know about their parents and their sex life. And number two is we feel like we have to insulate it because of the judgment that we're all talking about and you're, you're bringing up. That judgment will be had on them by everyone else too. And we, Absolutely. Least, like, we have to insulate them from the judgment they will get by, from their friends, from their friends' parents, from people who want to snicker about us and indirectly about them. And mm-hmm. so those are two things that are important to, like, that we say it's, it's worth a little bit of extra work and hassle to, to keep it private for us.
1: Well, and let's be real, your kids are not like, let's be real, your kids aren't idiots to say that you're not having sex.
3: Right. They know that. Right, <laughs> they like, don't want to hear about it either.
1: <laughs> right. They probably don't want to hear about it. But even to that point, like you say, like the, even with the phones, you're just protecting them from the little minutiae things, the little tiny things that make the lifestyle what it is. You're protecting them from like seeing potentially Paige with another man. Like, that's not something that they need to know. And I I completely support that. That's not something that kids need to see their mother with another man to ask all those questions, right? To have to justify the reason why you did that, right? You'll develop tools along the way to be able to talk to them about these things, of course, right? You've been in the lifestyle for eight years. You're starting to realize the ways of figuring out how to, you know, cope with a podcast. You're also going to figure out ways of growing up with your kids.
0: And and yeah. I think it's important to note though sometimes too things happen, kids find out and yeah. not to beat yourself up and blame yourself too much either because it, like I hear about it happening. It does happen. Well, yeah. We do. We uh, hear I it know all, the, we time. Know all
3: it's the time.
2: Very, very common. Yeah. yeah. And uh and yeah, I mean in the end like I said before, the sun's going to come up tomorrow. If this terrible secret got got found out what you know i we're, we're still in love we're still going to be together the sun's coming up and i'm going to go back to work so i mean whatever it, it, life's mm-hmm. going to go on and you can't scare yourself and as we did for the first year or so as we were experimenting with lifestyle, we scared ourselves with we cannot get involved in that we cannot we cannot because someone might find out mm-hmm. and that takes away your opportunity to experience these enriching parts of life because you're scared that someone could find out.
3: Right.
1: Yep. I agree with you.
3: Best to protect yourself along the way from secret codes and passwords on your phones to logging out of the computer, to having secret logins to when we podcast, deepening our voices and changing our names and trying not to post anything on Twitter or Facebook or anything having to do with podcasts with our faces. You know, we do the best we can to protect ourselves and our family and our friends from each other. Mm-hmm.
2: For whatever it's worth, I think it's worth saying here, eight years we've been in lifestyle and we can pretty emphatically, almost uh, definitively say, nobody knows. We we really have kept the secret for many, many years. When we first got in, we thought, oh, how, it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time until somebody finds out. But if you are... If you were cautious about it, this we, we offer this to people who are new, who are scared, who are intimidated, I don't want to, I wouldn't do that because so they can be found out. If you just take reasonable precautions, you can protect your privacy. And many of the same things you're talking about. You know, be careful with your social media. Be careful with your faces. Be, travel a little bit. Don't don't necessarily do things close to home.
1: That's what I was just about to bring be up. Be careful with that's tattoos. A, that's a big thing that I was just about to bring up was um, the travel part, right? Like, because you guys don't go to clubs near your house, do you?
3: No, not at all. There's a, there's a big group here in, close to us, and we know about them, and we know their parties, but we do not go because of that fact. Because we can't, that's not worth the risk.
2: It's the price of our privacy, and we're willing to pay
3: it. So we travel. And we, yeah. hey, who doesn't want to travel to Mexico a couple times a year and get naked on the beach in the sand?
2: Right. Or, or you know, drive a couple hours for the in the afternoon on a Saturday afternoon and spend the afternoon together and get a nice dinner and then go to the club and have a little fun and spend the night in a hotel and come home the next morning and the kids don't know not any different. You just <laughs> go somewhere just a little bit out of your normal area. It doesn't take that much to preserve your privacy. Just reasonable attempts. You shouldn't scare yourself away from it.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. I think it's a big fear for a lot of people. And, uh, like, I'll be honest, we put ourselves out there a lot. I've never had somebody I know, like from high school or a family member who, who I haven't personally told already, message me and say, Hey, I found you on here. I've never had that. So, like, unless I you're looking for it.
1: <laughs> I've had somebody ask me. You did? And it was interesting because they were like um, a parent of a kid I went to. School with, <laughs> really? Yeah, it was a little. It was a was it? That was just a little while ago. But did tell I, me I, about I, it. I, well, because it didn't. It doesn't really strike me as odd to say who I am anymore. Like it. Mm-hmm. That's where for me, it's like this. There's been a transition for me to be able to. I've I've accepted the fact that like I've told my parents, I've told everybody, I've told like you know, I tell my.
0: But I I don't think that there's like. A, don't let that fear keep you from not going into the lifestyle and exploring yourself and 100 and you know, experiencing something that you're really, really interested in with your partner. Don't let that keep you from it because there's lots of ways to, as you guys have shared to help keep yourselves, um, anonymous, I guess. Yeah. Anonymous.
2: Can I just interject one more point that's around this topic? And it's very commonly said, and that is, uh you know, I would never want to go to a club or a house party and run into someone I know. What would happen if I ran into someone I know? And, and if, if you've never been around the lifestyle, of this is new to you, you've probably never heard the common line, the standard line, which is, well, listen, if you go into this, this club and you see them, well, they see you. Well, then you both have the same secret. So it's kind of like a detente. Like nobody's going to want to screw each other's lives up. So you're you you know, you're both safe because you both share the same secret. And that's true to a point. It's true for a lot of people. And there's a lot of comfort in that. But it's not true for everyone. It's definitely not true for us. No. Because yeah, but what-
3: he's, the big, he's the big boss guy. So if he goes into a lifestyle club and one of his employees are there, they have no skin off their back to go... Mm-hmm to work the next day and say, guess who I saw at the swinger club? Right. And that's true.
2: If you're, maybe you're in the military or something and you know, you're a you're a major and you know the, the privates are show up at the club too. They they want to snicker about what's going on. So not everybody's always on the same footing. So you want to be cautious about that. But but the standard line is the most common way to think of it, which is like, eh, nobody wants to screw each other's lives up. No. I don't I don't want to be screwed up so I'm not gonna kind of fire first, you know?
1: But There's it's, so many different people in the lifestyle. That's the yeah. thing, right? You have people that are CEOs, you You're have people actors, who are pastors. actors and actresses that are coming out. Now you have people that are in this lifestyle that have chosen to keep their lifestyle choice a secret. And that's okay. Yeah. Right? Like, there's people and, from all different levels, but that that goes to that point where each, each secret can mean a little different to each and every single individual.
2: And one of the coolest things about the lifestyle that we didn't realize until we got in, and now we've spent some time, is that people respect the need for privacy. Everybody in the lifestyle—it's—it's it's the unspoken rule that what goes on in the club or in the playrooms or at this party or where we saw each other—that is not to be spoken outside of mm-hmm. here. It is understood empirically by everybody. It doesn't have to be outwardly said, and
0: that—it's like an unspoken rule.
2: Yeah, it's a good community of people who.
3: Understand. Understand mm-hmm. the need for privacy. And even people who are out like you right. and put and hanging out with people like us who are in the closet, we get each other. Like yeah. you got our back, we got yeah. your back. You're like it's all of our
2: need for privacy and you know you handle it very well. Everyone does. It's, mm-hmm. Don't be afraid of that.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. And that's one thing about the lifestyle. I think that because everybody started out, I think exactly where we all He's were
0: nervous. I don't want
1: anyone to know. I don't want anybody <laughs> to know. When I started when I was 19, doing it unsafely, I was meeting couples in hotel rooms like they could have easily taken me away. But because I wasn't telling anybody. But They're that's it.
0: Take you, well, James. You
1: never know. 19 mo- <laughs> year old. My mom would have to come after Don me. Don
0: James. Take in, you, take you. In style. <laughs> I might take you away and you show up in a hotel room. <laughs> you're mine
1: (laughs) (laughs) who says I wouldn't be here for that Um, but anyways um so you guys did have some good advice about like going out of town what do you say to the people around you when you do go out of town quite often like how do you how do you navigate that
3: well people always say like oh do you live in town are you from around here and we're like oh no we're from over here and they're like wow, did you just drive over for the night? Or are you staying the weekend? And, and we're like, yeah, we just like to travel for fun. And they're like, oh, okay, like, right. we get that. I
2: think, like,
3: I think people understand that to protect your privacy, traveling is not that unheard of in the lifestyle. Yeah, that's
2: not at all uncommon. And the, the question I think he's getting to rightfully is, so what do you tell people back home? Like, what are you going to mm-hmm. tell the kids? Where are you going tonight? Yeah. And what do you tell your parents who are like, well, what did you do this weekend? Like, yeah. what, what are you going to tell them? And we struggled with that for a long time because everybody's the first thing. When you first get in the lifestyle, I say like, well, where are you going tonight, mom and dad? Uh, just out to dinner. Okay, that's fine. And then you show up at two in the morning and they're like, uh, that was not dinner. What was so long? Oh no, well, we went, we're, tonight we're going to dinner and a movie. Okay. And then you come back and they ask questions like, well, what did you see? And what was it about? And it's hard to come up with a lie that doesn't have, you know, paraphernalia associated with it or information that you should have accumulated from it. So you have to kind of uh come up with a go. good story right so, so
3: we had friends that were like oh we tell our kids like we're following a band and we go listen to them play at different bars <laughs> drink too much we say the night well we're not good music people that wasn't gonna work our us. kids were like
2: so what's the band and what yeah. do they play what was the music like we're yeah. like oh i don't know i
3: don't know so we came up with a card game like we play in a traveling card game group
2: Right. This and is then our
3: people store. host it, and so we go to the card games. Right. And if it's far away, we stay the night. And they're like, "What cards do you play?" We're like, "Euchre." Oh, we and they're either. like, "Oh, dad." Then, I'm like, well, dad plays." And I, I really talk to the women. Like, we don't really play that so, much. So this right. would be so your this yeah. is your
0: sole hobby. This is your sole hobby. Yeah. Right, so, so we're, we're sharing this hobby. hobby
2: with all of your listeners. We're in the same situation. Here's what you tell everybody. You say, "Listen, there's like 30 couples that are in this rotating card game where they each host it." you know, once a week at everybody's house. And so it might be a couple hours away or it might just be down the street. We just never know exactly where it'll be. And there's only like 16 couples who show up. So they kind of go in and out. So they might call us last minute and ask us if we want to join the game because they need someone to join. Or we might plan for it a couple months in advance because we really want to join this game at these people's house. And sometimes it might be kind of a couple hours away. So we spend the night there. And sometimes it's right down the streets. We're going to be able to get back early. So it's, it's a flexible game. And what do we know? We know basically how to play euchre. That's it. Yeah. And, and we vaguely talk. So when? And it happens all the time. You're in a situation where people say, well, you have a lot of friends that are out of town. Oh, you had a friend who stopped into town. You had breakfast with them. Or you had a friend you were on the phone with. Or, oh, I have a friend who you know was involved in that uh, snowstorm or whatever. Uh, well, how do you know all these friends? You have these friends that we don't know. And the answer is, <laughs> they're all part of the card game. Mm-hmm. Oh, we, just, we meet them at cards. We
3: play cards. Yeah. So the kids know we play cards. They're, they're used to it now. We've done it for years. Um and when we travel like out of the country, like to Mexico or Jamaica or on a cruise, they just know we love to travel. They know we have a lot mm-hmm. of kids, we'd like to get away, they get that and they don't even ask where we go in Mexico or Jamaica anymore because we go so often.
2: We go often <laughs> enough and, and, and you know, so the people that you meet are like, Oh, we met these great people when we were in Mexico last time and you know, we all decided to travel again and we all went on a cruise together.
3: Okay. Yeah, so that's how we know people that are. We from travel so often, like we're probably gone out of the country three or four or five times a year, and yeah. our kids are used to it now. So it's yeah. kind of like, oh, you're going back to Mexico. For us, Mexico is an easy direct flight. The kids get that. We've taken them to Mexico so they can see what Mexico looks like from a family point of view. And um, but it does. It, it is hard because when you say desire all the time and talking with each other and talking in emails and forming groups, it's almost slips many times. Like, Aww. Oh, well, when desire, when we were at desire, you got to really catch You're yourself. Really yeah. Yeah. I found
0: that with Hito when we did, cause we always said Jamaica. Cause the first time we went, our parents didn't know. So it's like, we're going to heat Jamaica.
1: Jamaica. Jamaica.
3: but it it does happen yeah yeah, it it can slip so you really got to be careful i I, we're so careful about mexico now that when we talk to lifestyle friends who are going i'll be like well we're going to be in mexico remember we're all going together these are the dates i don't even say desire to them Mm -hmm.
1: good you cut it out out of your vocabulary it's a good thing though because it kind of well again protects you on the things that you Or you you could
0: say like pearl or rm too yeah. a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just, you know, like when you're at
3: your kids' events and some, and we were at a baseball game for one of our kids and somebody said, Oh yeah, we just came back from Mexico. We were at RM and you're, you like, okay, I know where you were. Yeah. Like, nobody says RM
2: unless R- they're at R- Desire. We all yeah. know the right? There's this secret world of swingers, and they exist out there, and yet no one's going to tell each other who they are. So, sure, we wear black rings when we go out and do something fun and sexy, which is a nice way to let people know we're in the lifestyle, but we aren't going to do it around home. And so we're constantly, you know, looking at, you know, go to the football game, or you go to the mall or something, you look around like, you think they are? Well, maybe they, I, I don't know. What do you think of those people? And we're really bad at that game of who, you know, spot the swinger. Uh, and we say all the time, as for this topic, nobody would spot us. Nobody would look at us. I mean, you you see us we're on camera. We've met you many times before. We're like Middle America, right? I mean, we're conservative <laughs> people. You would not look at us and think like, ah, those two—they're kinky.
0: I never you look at though. <laughs> <laughs> people always blow my mind. I'm like, what?
1: She doesn't think people want to have sex with her.
2: <laughs> well, I want to sex with her again.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, all,
2: all i say sorry, all I'm saying there is, it's difficult to spot sometimes, and um, you know, we all kind of we look for the cues, the little words, the little innuendos that that point out some of the language using words like lifestyle, using words, you know, when we Elves. talk about Mexico a lot, or you talk about, oh well, we had it was really wild when we were in desire, or if you use the word unicorn or um, Uh, you know there there are words that are associated like people in the lifestyle would pick up on
3: I think even you can tell in relationships sometimes like if you're at a football game and there's a a couple married couple next to you and he's like rubbing her leg or they're really affectionate or he rubs her butt when she stands up you're like yeah they're they're because that's the kind of marriage or relationship that lifestyle people have they're very openly affectionate with each other
0: Mm -hmm. yeah
1: absolutely. absolutely yeah Well, thank you guys so much for all that amazing information because I know that there's probably a lot of listeners out there going like, "Uh, do I want to do my toes in? People might find out, but I think you guys covered a lot of great subjects and we're going to actually cut to a quick commercial break. And then in the next segment, we're going to talk about our IG questions that we had for you guys. So our IG followers asked us some questions. So stay tuned after a quick commercial break. We want to say that we know it can sometimes feel lonely navigating this world of open relationships. We know that it can be difficult to find people to talk with. We know because we've been through it.
0: And although we certainly are not therapists or licensed psychologists, we know that sometimes all you need is just somebody to talk to. We've helped hundreds of people on their journey with non-monogamy and are passionate about helping thousands more.
1: We offer private coaching to anyone interested in opening up their relationship and reach out to us for multiple reasons. It could be that they're struggling to get out to a club and are looking for a little extra encouragement, or they may not know how to go about discussing their fantasies and desires with their partner. Visit sexuninterruptedcom slash to schedule your free 10-minute one-on-one session today. Have you ever heard of SDC.com? It is a site that is open-minded and hosts an educational platform and a dating platform. They also have pretty sick events.
0: We like to use the site for Young Swinger Week prep groups, and they have tons of other sweep groups you can join. Check it out today and use the promo code 32473 when you sign up.
1: Welcome back to Sex Interrupted with Tara and James. Thank you, sponsors, for that lovely message. And we have two lovely guests on our show again today, Swinger Diaries. Welcome, guys.
2: Hello. We're back again.
0: <laughs> yes, I know back for more I like it <laughs> so you guys are not on Instagram so this is this is special juicy information uh, I asked them what uh, questions they had about kind of leading a double life and a little bit about religion because I think that kind of comes into play as well um, and the first question I actually got was regarding that and this is when I actually receive a lot and because of my background I don't have a lot of advice on how to navigate it. Uh, I feel like I lead a double life because of my faith slash religion. How can I navigate that? Like a lot of times people feel badly about lying too.
2: Sure. So, um, that's a very understandable question. And, um, religion is a really touchy topic for a lot of people. We, we recognize that we are religious people. We are Catholic and brought our, all of our children up that way. We, we are, um, we, we are regular parts of, of the Catholic faith are important to our life and yet, and different religions are different though. Some religious people believe in general higher you know, powers and good feelings and a, a spirit or whatever and, and much less dictation about the way you live your life and other religions are more specific about the, the modes, the methods that you must follow in order to be part of that religion. So just to say you're religious doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be um, directive about your lifestyle, nor that it's going to be um, uh, judgmental about the way you live. So religion isn't itself a bad thing. In fact, for us, religion is a great thing. It, it gives you direction. It gives you an opportunity for meditation. It gives you a perspective of your life in comparison to others. And religion gives you a uh, kind of a, a thought process about where we're headed and what being being valuable parts of, of life and society and contributors to everything is. So lifestyle, people in the lifestyle often come from a repressed place and they see religion as like a negative thing. Like, oh, everyone in religion is just trying to keep me down. So I think it starts, our, our, our reply to that would start with helping the, the the questioner understand what religion really is to them. if. If what makes them uncomfortable is that the religion they uh, subscribe to dictates the way they live, then, yeah, there's no two ways about it. You're going to do something than the way you have been prescribed to do. But if you back up for just a second and look at religion for what it is, if you see it for its totality, the lifestyle is actually a big –
1: Religious. Very congruent.
2: It's very congruent with religion. I mean, after all, we say all the time, in our religion, um, God wants us to marry. He wants us to uh, 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 be devoted to Him and to each other. Among uh, above all others, He wants us to develop our relationship. He wants us to develop relationships with other people. He wants us to do good and and fulfill ourselves. All of the positive things and the lifestyle does all of those things for us. There are certain doctrine that specify to say who you can have sex with and who you can't. But there are doctrine in every religion that essentially everyone violates at one point or another, because that's the nature of religion, even the most devout sin. And so we all expect there are going to be deviations from the way we're described, the way we're supposed to live. So I think you have to kind of back it up a little bit and say, understand religion for what it is. It's the bigger picture. And in that bigger picture, swinging is actually a a very valuable, powerful part of our life. And it brings us closer together. It makes us better parents. It makes us uh, more contributing uh, parts of society. And it, it, it makes us uh, better able to serve God.
0: Mm-hmm. No, totally. I I like that. I I can see it from that. that That's a community
1: perspective as well. Like, again, church is a very communal sort of place of worship where you're worshiping the same thing. Why can't the lifestyle in that sense be a place of worship where we're worshiping the same sort of thing? Potentially that just means it's non-monogamy, right? Like, and you, you, don't, you can be non-monogamous and be religious. Like they're, they're, they can be two, one of the mm-hmm. same thing. You can have faith and have faith that non-monogamy is for you and have faith in a God or
0: a, a, religion. a religion
1: or whatever that may be for you.
0: Mm-hmm. Question, Going two. question two. Do you want to read
1: it? Sure. What are some tips for leading a double life when it comes to online stuff like Facebook? I think we kind of talked about that.
3: Yeah, you've got to just make sure that you have your own uh, login on your house computer. That's the number one place I think people get in trouble. Even bringing up lingerie sites and looking at them. I mean, you've got to have your own login that the kids can't log into. Mm -hmm. And you've got to protect your phone.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I I think most, yeah, very importantly too is with any social media everything gets so linked, so, so linked in together. If you post yes. your phone number on something, it's going to get linked to other things. So you, you once you determine something you want to dip your feet in a little bit and dip your toes into your you're like, I want to stay real private on this. Establish completely um, independent, isolated identity. And I don't mean that like you're a double agent. It's just create an email that is not linked to you or your phone number or anything else. Start with that. And then, you know, use that and only that for those connections Have firewall pieces in your computer and and just link that one thing and believe it or not as integrated and as, you know uh, related as everything is to each other we it, can it do doesn't it. overlap yeah. yeah you can yeah. keep it from overlapping and we're not tech savvy people we just start with the idea of like don't
3: link your phone number yeah, yeah they're just don't, too, don't it's separate, two it's yeah, two separate two
1: separate things completely separate things
3: get a, get a photo vault and hide all your sexy pictures in there don 't keep them in your radio photo
2: it 's no uh, shortcoming there's no misstatement to say we live a double life. we have two different identities and in fact so much do we have two different identities in the social world and, and in social media we have two different personalities it, in our vanilla life uh, I'm a business professional, you're a mom, we, you know, we go to church and we take care of kids and we do the social things for meetings and we volunteer and we, you know, we're good uh, son and daughter to our parents and we do all those normal things. And then when we put the sexy mode on, when we put the black rings on, when we go out somewhere, our personalities change. We become much more outgoing and much more relaxed and much more less judgmental and everything our personalities become different. We
0: have a different persona persona. That makes sense. Um, Absolutely. But I was gonna say something, I completely forgot what it was. Um <laughs> I was like listening and then I'm like,
1: oh. you had a topic and then she <laughs>
0: Oh, I was gonna say in for advice for this too, I say as soon as you set up a new profile, whether it be a sexy Twitter, a sexy Facebook, go to your settings first and go through every single one of them and, and make, make sure, sure it's, it's the yep. settings you want because yeah. that can come nip you in the butt later on.
3: Yeah. Privacy I, is key. And
2: I think uh, one other thing we've, we live in a world in which we all have uh, phones on our, I'm sorry, cameras on our phones and we communicate a lot. Obviously we're talking about Instagram here. We communicate a lot by picture and you have to remember that with so much picture encoding and so much Google image search, anything that you post in your, lifestyle persona, this double life that you live, it stays only there. And all things that are vanilla, everything that would go on Facebook or anywhere else where people see it, that is a, t- a different set of pictures. We actually have, to have two separate lives, two separate galleries separated by firewall. We never post pictures that would be seen in either part of
3: Right. Mm-hmm. So even on our sexy Twitter, if we were going to post a picture of us in clothes and block out our faces... We would never post that same picture with our faces open on our regular, right?
0: Because I see. The ah. clothes
3: that you have on that are going to give you away, not the fact that your face is hidden or not. Good you t- Cannot use the same pictures. Right. but that's not hard. We have, I wouldn't have thought of that. Phone, take another picture. Yeah. I
0: wouldn't have thought of it though. Change your clothes. Take the same picture.
1: <laughs> Do it all over again. Go back up to your room. Change clothes. Do it all over. Do you know how fucking just, taxing that is? Or just carry like, something like
3: it is a lot of work, but worth it. For the
1: time. guys, because we have to sit there and wait, and then we got to take the photo, and then we got to wait for you guys to go get changed and change no. your hair and <laughs> do all this stuff so all over rough. again take <laughs> another picture.
0: <laughs> <sighs> all
1: right, next question. Question
0: three. Uh, we kind of covered this one. What do you keep telling vanilla, and fa- vanilla friends and family when you keep taking trips, et cetera? Yeah. You well, of- you
3: know, I, a lot of people, I think that in the beginning you worry like people are going to want to see photos and they're going to want to hear all about your vacation, but really people don't care. They, they ask you, how was your trip to Mexico? And you're like, it was great. We had fun. Where'd you stay? Oh, we stayed at excellence. Oh, again, was it great? Oh, was it yeah, it was great. What, did it rain on you? Nope. You got a great tan? Okay, great. Like they don't really want to know. They don't yeah. really care.
1: Do you, what was that resort name? Care? I'm sorry? What was that resort name?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, it, was Excellent. Yeah. Uh, it
2: was. uh Excellent. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so old, the it Bahamian, was Bahamian, yeah. uh, you know, whatever. I don't know. Nobody, Nobody they, really cares. Who cares? Nobody's going to check. But most importantly, is yeah, you think that they're going to care a lot. Do you want to see their vacation pictures? I don't want to see my. I go into the meeting on Monday morning after I've been gone for the week and they say, How was vacation? I say, It was good. And they say, Oh, that's, that's great. Looks like you got a great tan. Okay, well. Onto the meeting. Let's go. Like I
1: yeah, nobody know, really asks that, right? That what nobody really asks that I question. I don't care about their vacation. Mm-hmm. I
2: then,
3: know. I feel you. A lot. Nobody. They really don't want to hear about it.
2: Yeah. So, no. I think there there is a, a myopic standard of the world that we think everybody knows and cares more about our lives than they really do.
1: That's a big, that's a big thing to touch on there. Like that people don't really care that much about your life unless they're really invested in you for some reason or another, which would be
0: stalkery. Yeah. That's like,
1: (laughs) that's where I was kind of getting to, right? Like, unless they're of that like level of like, yo, listen, like we're going to meet you at the same place or do all this. Like they don't really care that much about where you went on vacation, went to Mexico, Great. Did you yeah, drink? we
3: we've had the stalking uh, nosy family member who found a profile of ours on a lifestyle site. Uh, and, well, we, what we think. we're so, not hundred percent sure if it was found or not, but um, you know there are ways to start over. You hide that, you pull that down, and right. that's what we've had. It, to it do. just made us
2: suspicious enough. They were probing questions like, "You're going where again?" Like it, it just seemed like. She was too curious about what we were doing, and the more information she wanted from us, the more we got nervous. And we actually, you know, went, took some great lengths to say, "Well, then let's shut down this and let's kind of start over again." And, and we were able to, such that it was never really never discovered. But there, sometimes, you know, you get some nosy neighbor, or you know, your mother-in-law just has nothing else to do with their time but pry into your business. If that happens, you know, it's all the more reason you got to be real cautious.
0: Yeah,
1: absolutely. And actually I have one last question um, that we didn't actually get to in the last segment that I really wanted to touch on. Do you think it will ever change for you guys?
3: Hmm. Mm, No, I don't. I think that for us, the lifestyle really is a hobby, just like hiking or paddle boarding or playing cards. it it, It isn't who we are and we won't be in it forever. And someday we'll go back to just being us. With yeah. amazing
2: memories yeah, and kind of adventure. Really nice, right? yeah. We've said from the beginning that the whole goal when we first got started in this was an adventure for the two of us. And our goal, just, just in the same way that we do Springer Diaries, is to make memories, create and, and remember them, and tell them to each other and record them so that someday when we're 85 and sitting in the rocking chairs on our front porch sipping lemonade, we'll be able to turn to each other and say,
3: We were rock stars. We live. <laughs>
2: I mean we live, so you know, we got stories to remember them.
0: I love it. That's, That's exactly how we feel too.
1: Absolutely. Like, you know, well they will just if we continue on till we're 60, 70, 80 and God, doing this whole lifestyle. Imagine
0: style. fifty years of me and James. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. Hold on, people.
1: You just signed up you just <laughs> signed up for it, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs>
3: Oh, Anyways, yeah. thank
1: you guys so much for joining us on the show today. Uh, we truly appreciate it.
3: Thanks. Yeah, thanks for having us.
1: No, you guys did a fantastic job. So, and how can people get a hold of you?
3: Um,
2: okay, well, the easiest way to reach us, uh, well, you can always listen to our podcast. It's Swinger Diaries, and you'll we're on pretty much anywhere you get normal podcasts. You know, from iTunes to to Stitcher to uh, Radio Public or anywhere in between. So easy to find Swinger Diaries. Ah uh, you can um, and and there are links to our blog page and things like that that you'll hear on the show. So that's the easiest way to get us. but you can always send us an email at our at gmail.com. That's how most people do. Otherwise, we're on Twitter and uh, a little bit on Facebook, but honestly, yeah, really? yeah you can hear we' we we're hate to be um, we we're, we're a little anti uh, uh, different, I guess than many other people who whose job it is to kind of promote their show and talk a lot about who they are and and really kind of spread the message. As much as we do, you know, we're not trying to proselytize, we're not trying to convert anybody, but we do enjoy sharing the information. And yet, as apropos for this topic, um, the bigger our show gets, and the more and more followers on Twitter, and the more and more people listen, the more and more exposure we get to be found out. So we don't spend a whole lot of energy trying to get as big or exposed as we can. In some ways, it's a... It's a little secret that we like to share with our
1: listeners. That's awesome. Again, thank you guys so much for uh, joining us on the show and uh, sharing your knowledge. It's just awesome. Thank you. Thank you. you. Yeah. It's great talking with you too. And we're going to just end this, wrap this up here. um, And this wrap this, I'm I'm using English words now. Um, Hi James. Hi. Uh, Again, thank you to the, Again, thank you for listening to the end. (laughs) Uh, Hashtag Sue Crew. Uh, We will have another show next week. And until then,
0: keep it sexy. Thank you for tuning into the show. If you enjoyed this sexy show, you can find
2: more at sexuninterrupted.com. Don't forget that you can also follow us on Twitter at SXUninterrupted, Instagram at sex.uninterrupted, Facebook, and YouTube. If you want to directly support what we do, please check out patreon.com
0: slash sexuninterrupted today and join our community. We'll see you here next Friday at 2 p.m. on the West Coast and 5 p.m. on the East Coast on the Voice America Variety Channel.